We have reached a milestone in terms of the number of downloads and listens on this podcast. Oh yeah, what's just, that? Just in the past week, we have ticked over 40,000. Wow, is that 40,000 different people who've listened to us? No, it's one person who's listened 40,000 times. Is that my mum? That's the one person who's <laughs> most likely to have done that. But no, it's good. We've got, had 200 episodes almost. We're coming up to our 200th. In fact, this might be the 200th. And 40,000, that works out at an average of 200 per episode. Mm. But the early episodes, like the really early episodes, hardly anyone listened to them. And now we're tracking at just over 50 listens per day. Oh, fantastic. Which is 350 a week. Great. Which is pretty good. So people want to keep up to date with what's happening with apartments and also kind of find out what they've missed, perhaps. Yes, mm. exactly. And I think people listen to it different ways. Some people listen to it while they're cooking dinner or while they're driving home from work or whatever. At the EC meeting. Yeah. When they get than, bored. Yeah, they just switch this on. <laughs> they feel that like they're getting more out of this than they are out of their own committee. Oh, we shouldn't say th- things like that. All right. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the flat track column for the Australian Financial Review. And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for Domain. And this is the 200th Flat Chat Wrap. So we've been getting a bit legal on Flat Chat this week. Yeah? A couple of things have come in. One of them is quite interesting because... I have a question for you. If you had a neighbour who was so awful that you decided to sell up and move out, yep. would you tell the purchasers that you've got a terrible neighbour? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> because you want to get rid of your apartment, don't you? You yeah. want to sell it for the best property possible price. So there's no way you'd tell people voluntarily that mm. there's something wrong with it. So... There's a case just comes through from WA where it was a couple had bought an investment property and discovered like their tenants were being driven out because there's this guy upstairs that if he heard the slightest noise, he would bang on the floor with a hammer, bang on his floor, their ceiling with a hammer. And mm-hmm. that like, you know, turning on the shower or anything, he would scream abuse at them. He would, he was just an awful and quite scary person. Mm. So, first of all, they moved out and they put tenants in there and then the tenants were moving out. They couldn't bear it. But didn't they try and do something about it beforehand? Didn't they They, talk to the executive committee? Yeah, and there there were breach notices issued and and the guy just basically ignored them. Mm. And uh, it just went on. And remember, this is WA. Right. So, it's a very, let's say non-mature strata system there. It's kind of more free and easy there, isn't it? Yeah. There's not as many rules. Yeah. Yeah. So they eventually sold to this young woman who moved in and immediately her, she's just realised she's living underneath a crazy guy. Mm. And she then thought, well, these people must have known Mm. that their guy was a problem and they didn't tell me. And there's a thing that you sign in a sales contract that basically says, in the case of a, a strata uh, unit, yeah. is there anything that's not in the minutes of the owner's corporation that would affect my ability to enjoy the unit or common mm. property? Was that the clause put in 
when there was somebody murdered in a house and um, it's like that. somebody yeah. bought into it and then felt awful about it when they yeah. heard what happened, that it's, kind of thing. It's similar, although I think that happened in New South Wales, but these mm. things tend to get copied. Sure. You know? So, I mean, it's the full disclosure cl- clause, basically. Yeah, but why would you expect anybody to actually confess that they didn't, they had a problem with a neighbour, really? Because... Really, they they might say, well, maybe the neighbour had a problem with me, and he, we don't we didn't think he'd have the problem with the next owner, mm. or I got off on the wrong foot with him, and yeah. But you see, this is like the original owner, their tenants, the new owner, and her tenants. Yeah, so there's all been a of history. Whom, yeah, like mm. anybody who lived in that place was going to have this guy, and you know his way of punishing them for making too much noise by his reckoning, is to turn music up at full volume in the early hours of a Sunday morning and things mm. like that to punish the, the neighbours. Oh, now, wow. these things had been in the minutes of the owners' corporation because they tried to take action. Sure. But the vendors of the apartment said, no, 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 we haven't had any problems with this guy. It's just the normal to and fro in strata. Mm. And then they found out that they'd called the police three times because of his threatening behaviour. Mm. So at the court case, and, and I'll put a link to it on the website, it's quite sad really because the judge, this is the Supreme Court in, in WA, the justice said, they called it the folly of litigation. Because he's saying, look, you're going to come here. You asked me to rescind the contract. Yep, I'm going to do that. You've asked for damages. Yep, I'm going to award damages. So the apartment was bought for 390000 It's now reckoned to be worth 200000 because of the Ooh. crazy upstairs. And he said, look, these people who have sold you this, yes, will rescind the contract. So it, it goes back to them. You're not going to get your money back. You're not going to get the money that I've awarded. You're not going to get your legal fees. They will just declare bankruptcy. Mm. And that money will never come to you. Uh, you, as a young person, you will be around long enough for your lawyers to sue you for the money that you owe them because you'll never get that money back from these other people because they've got declared themselves bankrupt. Oh, gosh, what a terrible situation. And then he said, look, the problem is the guy is still there. The problem person is still there. This This issue has not been resolved. And there were things you could have done early on, like sued him under nuisance laws Mm. and said, this guy is a nuisance. We want court orders against him. If they'd got court orders against the guy and he had carried on with his behavior, he could have ended up in jail. He could have been heavily fined and then ended up Mm. in jail. So what you've got is the people who sold the apartment are are now going to have to declare bankruptcy. The woman who bought the apartment is in going to be in some financial strife because Mm. she's going to have to pay her lawyers and she's never going to get the money back for the apartment. And the guy's still there. What a disaster. Absolutely. You kind of think, you know, some some awful people might actually create a nuisance of themselves just so they can buy other apartments around them cheaply. You Mm. know, because if he offered the woman 210000 of course she'd take it immediately. Yeah. And he would end up with an apartment worth a lot more than that. So you, that's but, why you take them to court under nuisance yeah. laws. And maybe under the Mental Health Act, you can actually take Mental Health Act's as well. difficult. Mm. You know, it's really difficult for outsiders to 
get anything done. You really need the authorities to come in and start imposing that kind of thing. Sure, yeah. Because I always think about the Mental Health Act being used for um, hoarders in houses mm. where there's lots of rats and, you know, it's a danger to the to the public health, that kind of thing. But all that happens is somebody comes in and cleans the house out. That's right. And then, and just then they start on. again. Mm. They start That's again. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, look. It's- you kind of think, you know, why is this guy making such a – a problem? Why is he creating such an issue? I mean, has anyone actually gone and talked to him and tried oh, to reason with him? This has been going on for years, and mm. various people have tried various things. Mm. The police have been there. He's been taken away into respite care at some point. Mm. But, you know, he ends up back in the apartment doing sure. exactly the same thing. And, okay, it seems a bit harsh to say, well, let's get this guy under nuisance laws because he's obviously not well in the head. Mm. But what else can you do? Mm. You know, the, the community has, has to be protected as well. Yeah, I mean, we've got a friend, somebody we know very well, who lives underneath somebody who's incredibly noisy and seems to stay up all night. And it sounds as if she's moving her furniture around at night. Oh, yeah. And um, it's been driving our friend absolutely crazy. But, you know, the thing is, it mustn't be allowed to put people off apartments. These are very specific issues yeah, that yeah. only happen incredibly seldomly, rarely, incredibly rarely. Yes. Okay. But we've had friends as well who lived in a house and they had a next-door neighbour who oh. was a bit crazy and he made their life a misery and they ended up moving as well. Yeah. And so in a strata, at least you have some power yeah. over your neighbours. You know, yeah. you can get the strata manager involved, you can get the owners' corporation involved, you can take out orders, um, you can take police action – you have a lot more power in a strata building than you do in a regular house on an ordinary suburban street. The other case that came up this week was one where small unit block, the two upstairs units side by side, the roof needed fixing. So the people who owned the upstairs unit said, look, we'll pay for the roof to be fixed but we want to make some modifications. Mm. And what they did was they put in dormer windows, they put in rooms and bathrooms upstairs. And then the owner's corporation went, hang on, you didn't get permission for this. And they said, well, look, we paid for the roof to be fixed. Mm. And so the owner's corporation went to a tribunal and said, these guys have done this without permission. There's no bylaw in place. There's no permission from the council to build these apartments. There's no change in the unit entitlements. We want them to be told to restore the attic to what it was before because mm. that attic is common property. Sure. And they lost the case because the member, the tribunal member said, well, yeah, look, they should have got a bylaw. They should have got council permission. They should have paid you compensation for taking common property. But I am not going to order them to reinstate the loft to what it was because that doesn't make any sense. You haven't come back and said, well, that work will be done by this company, it will cost this much, it will require this kind of permission. I'm not doing it. Now, the owner's corporation appealed, and Mm. they said, look, you've established here that they shouldn't have done it, and you can only appeal on points of law. Mm. And they're saying, well, look, the law says this, and you've said they shouldn't have done it, therefore you should have told them to reinstate the lofts to Mm. what they were. And the appeals panel basically said, look, we're going to confirm that they must get a bylaw placed and they must get council permission. 
But we have discretion at uh, the tribunal, and our discretion is that we are not going to tell them to reinstate the common property. That's really difficult, isn't it? Because if somebody applies to change something about the apartment and the owner's corporation says no, and those people now, because of that ruling, might think, well, I'll just go ahead and do it anyway, because even if I'm taken to the tribunal afterwards, I'm not going to be told to restore it to how it was originally. Isn't that a little bit of a carte blanche for everyone to just do whatever they want? Well, not many people would do that, okay? Mm. And if you've got a savvy committee, if you're in a small building, there's no way you wouldn't know that there was major works going on. You know, Mm. when the roof shape changes and you've suddenly got a couple of dormer windows in there, that's when you take action. And what you can do is go to the tribunal and get an interim order. Yeah, says, but what if you were an investor work? and you didn't know? Well, somebody knew because they, they took them to... Mm, that's true. And if you're an investor and you don't know what's going on in the building you've invested in, well, it serves you right. Yeah, well, that's true. You should too. pay more attention. Yeah. You should at least have your tenant telling you what's going on at the very least. So I, I, don't, I have no sympathy for people who buy an investment in a building and then don't attend meetings, don't read the minutes, don't do anything, and mm. then complain when it doesn't work the way they want it to. Sure. It's interesting because, you know, with commercial real estate, if you rent an office or um, a retail space, at the end of your lease, you have to put it back to the, the state yeah, that was absolutely. in originally. And, you know, sometimes it seems absolutely ridiculous. If you've paid it to have a fabulous office fit out yeah. and you can say to the landlord... You can have this. Yeah, but they say, no, you've got to make it. Was it called make, make right? Good. Make, make good. good. Yeah. You've got to make good. So you've got to put it back. You've got to strip it all out and just take back to the original condition in which you first saw it. Right. And you kind of think that is so ridiculous. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I tend to sympathize with the, the members of NCAT on this one. I think mm. they've done the wise thing rather than possibly the strictly right thing. Sure. But is that person who did the renovation, are they now going to have to pay more money because Yeah. Yes. They're gonna to have to okay. they're gonna to have to get permission, they're gonna to mm. have to get they're gonna to have to create a bylaw that gets approved and they're gonna to have to pay compensation for having used common property to enhance the value of their apartments mm. and they're probably gonna to have to get the unit entitlements changed so that they pay more in levies. Right. So yeah. all that will have to happen. Yeah. But what won't happen is that the builders will come in and rip the roof out. Mm. and put it back to the way it was, Mm. which I think makes sense to me. Mm. When we come back, we're going to talk about another unhappy story from from Strata about people who have been hit by a special levy. That's after this. Quite a big story in the Sun-Herald this week. It's about a couple somewhere out west uh, in Sydney who they've been in a building since 1972 and the owners corporation have decided to get the windows fixed and they got hit with a special levy of $18,000, which, you know, they're a retired couple and the the gentleman isn't in the best of health. And that $18,000 in the past three years has now become something like $24,000 in terms of what they owe. And so this story 
I was a bit annoyed by it. I think you were too, mm. because it was very one-sided, wasn't That's it? That's right. It was very incomplete, really. It very much took their side. And, of course, you've got to have a bit of sympathy with them. You yeah. know, there are many people in Abstrata, when something happens to the building and they actually have to stump up a lot of extra money, it can create real hardship for people. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to think about the other owners. They're having to raise the money too. Yeah. And if they're having to raise extra money because some of the residents are not paying their their share, it's really hard for them. Yeah, and if you dig under the surface of what is in this story, it sounds like the special levy was imposed. They said they couldn't afford it, which may well be true. But then they went into a payment plan Mm. with the owner's corporation. Which is a good idea. Which is a good idea, except some genius lawyer told them to stop paying the the payment plan. Now, the way that's presented in this story is, oh, the poor things, you know, they stopped paying this because they couldn't afford it, and now they're being taken to court for bankruptcy. Well, any deal that you have under contract where you have a payment plan and you stop paying it, that will trigger legal action. Mm. It's probably in the contract that they signed that if they stopped paying it or if they were late by more than, you know, one or two payments then the owner's corporation had the option. Now, let's assume that this $18,000 original bill is totally bona fide, and it doesn't surprise me at all because it costs a lot more to put windows in a high-rise building than it does to put them in a freestanding house because you've got to put scaffolding and safety Mm. measures and all that up. Mm. So let's assume that's the case. Some of the responses, um, you know, reader responses on the Sun-Herald, where, you know, it's typical, oh, this is proves that strata doesn't work and, you know, these poor people and somebody, they, why are they being so cruel? The headline called it a cruel levy. Mm. Wouldn't it be cruel, as you said, to expect everybody else in the building to pick up their bills? For That's them? right. I mean, this is community living, you know, and we've yeah. kind of got to get our head around community living and it's the way of the future. As we were talking about last week, there are a lot more people living in apartments now. So there's rights and responsibilities that yeah. come along with community living, yeah. really. And, these, these and if, couple, somebody, if yeah. somebody can't afford um, the upkeep of a building, then it's, it's very sad, but it's time perhaps that they downsize to something that they can afford. Well, if they're paying 18000 they're presumably they're in quite a big apartment with a lot of windows. That's right. And they've probably got a lot of equity in that apartment too. So they could get a reverse mortgage mm, yep. quite easily. They bought the, the, the apartment for 22000 mm. back in the day. It's now worth 770000 mm. I'm assuming they've paid off their mortgage decades ago. They've got equity in that. They can do a reverse mortgage mm. and pay their bills. Mm. And I feel sorry for them because it sounds like they've had really bad advice. Mm. I think that the other problem with this is when there's a big bill like that for a building, the owner's corporation, well, here's one thing the owner's corporation doesn't have a choice in. They can't decide to not fix things. Yeah, that's right. They've got to. They're legally obliged to fix common property when it needs to be repaired. Mm. So let's set that aside. This is not a choice, as this newspaper article erroneously says, a choice made by the committee. Mm. This is a choice that can only be made by the owner's corporation and they have to follow the law. Mm. What they can do then is issue a special levy, raise the money to pay for the work to be done, or they can get a strata loan, which again raises Mm. the money, but it accrues interest. But it means everybody in the building can pay that off over 10 years if need be. Mm. What they cannot do 
is say to the people who've got the money, you pay the special levy, everybody else will get a loan to cover that amount. You can't and split you it like that. can't split it. Mm. The law does not allow you to divide levies. Mm. And that's the problem. Mm. And that's something that our various fair trading ministers have known about this ever since they changed the law back in 2016. And it was the same before that. They've known that this is a problem in the law. They don't do anything about it. Mm. I guess they feel it's too hard, don't they? Because if somebody, you know, you kind of split it, it becomes a bit complicated. If somebody sells up, what do they do then? Well, that's why we elect these geniuses. <laughs> to solve these But they've issues. got civil servants, mm. you know, they've got stacks of them. Fair trading mm. is one of the best resourced, resourced ministries. Mm. And they've got all these people who are running around chasing dodgy mechanics and whatnot. Mm. Get somebody onto this and come up with a solution so that people like that, mm. either they're getting help financially or they're getting much better advice than what yeah. they've had. And I mean... Look, this sounds really harsh. It does sound harsh. But I was doing a story the other day about people who can't pay their rent mm. because rents have gone up hugely. Obviously, yep. the cost of living is going up. Energy costs are rising. Um, price of lettuce has gone sky high. Everything is – petrol has gone up. Everything's gone up. So there's lots of people in rental accommodation who can't afford to pay their rent at the moment. And now, you know, if they just stop paying their rent, they're going to be kicked out. So they either go on a payment plan or they find somebody else to share their their rental apartment or they move to a cheaper rental apartment. Yeah. I mean, these this couple, they're elderly, so therefore we kind of we, we want to give them more consideration because they've been in the place for a long time. But really, mm. to be honest, if they can't afford to live there, they can't afford the upkeep, yeah. then I'm really sorry, but it's time for a change. Yeah. Maybe, you know, they get one of their children to come and live with them and share the mortgage or, well, they've probably well, not gotten mortgage the levies, anymore. Yeah, levies. The levies. Or they, they just downsize. They or move get to a somewhere reverse cheaper. mortgage so yeah. that when they eventually, you know, pass on or sell mm. up, they can pay the money back yeah. and, and still enough. have money. In the- you can't just have two people sitting in a huge apartment saying, well, woe is us, you know, we're old, we're elderly and we just can't afford it. I'm I'm sorry, but you're yeah. in exactly the same position as so many other people. If you can't afford the housing you're in, I mean, it's yeah. a horrible thing because housing is so unaffordable. Yeah, I think this is yeah. the thing that is not in this story is what offers have been made to them to help them mm. financially that would require them to compromise in some way with mm. a reverse mortgage or the, a loan or something else. Mm. That's what's not in the story. All they're doing is this usual nonsense about, oh, the strata committee are awful and the owner's mm. corporation are awful and the strata manager's awful. Well, what's the other side of the story? And that's, mm. that is what's missing. Yep. Okay, when we come back, we're going to be talking again very briefly about finance and debt, but that's after this. As we at Flat Chat often tell people, one of the great things about living in apartments is you can just lock up and leave whenever you want to take a break. Unless you have pets, of course, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, both Sue and I are veteran travellers and experienced travel writers, so we have used that knowledge to create a whole new website called mildrover.com. Subtitled Have Hat Will Travel, mildrover.com has a stack of news, reviews and features, some as fresh as a selfie, others going back years into our archives. 
And although mildrover.com is not about budget travel, we do have a lot of information about some pretty amazing cut price deals for both early birds and last minute bookings. These are updated every week, so even if you're not planning to travel now, sign up for our free weekly newsletter and you'll get information on the latest tours, reviews and travel deals delivered to your email inbox. Plan your next trip or just vibe out on some armchair travel until something catches your eye. MildRover.com, it's a holiday website for seasoned travellers. Log in and sign up today. It's as free as you are. Okay, Sue, what do you think of that little promo for the Mild Rover website? (laughs) It was pretty cute, really. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe cut it back a bit for the next time. Yeah, because it is quite long. It is. But you've obviously been putting a lot of work into the website. It's looking great, Jimmy. You know. Yeah, well, there's I'm a lot try. of content on there, really. Yeah, and yeah. it's for people like us. Mm. And that may be why we're the only two people who are looking at it at the moment. That's not true. <laughs> but we're, we're building. We're building it. Mildrover.com, folks. And what I just want to say about debt is that next week and the podcast, I have a long interview with. David Sachs of Sachs Girachi Lawyers, who are one of our sponsors. Mm. And I went and spoke to him about debt, um, unpaid levies, all that sort of thing. What can you do about it? And why you really don't want to push your owners to the point of bankruptcy. Oh, very topical. Yeah. Very topical. So mm. that will be next week. Sue, thank you so much for coming and doing this late on a dark Sunday evening. Oh, it's shocking, isn't it? It is. Uh, Raining. Hopefully it will be off soon. I think strata is like the weather. Everybody complains about it, but nobody does anything about it. Ah, And when it's sunny and bright, it's fantastic. That's true. And when it's cold and wet, it's... When we're sitting on our balcony having lunch and reading the papers and... Mm. Yeah, it's Mm. nice. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you again. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Wrap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flatchat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Wrap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.